Are you okay after your boy Chris Middleton couldn't shoot oh, last man. night, Nelly? The streak's over. Nelson, are you okay? Nelson, many are wondering, with the streak over at 18, is Mike Budenholzer <laughs> on notice? That's all it takes for my... We go 18 wins, one loss, you're on notice. Uh, is he on notice? Yeah, I was definitely expecting 19. <laughs> I wanted it to go to 19 and then the right to get to 20... Against the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, I mean, that that would have been what a backdrop. It's still going to be incredible. I mean, it's by far and away the two best teams in the NBA to start this season. So they're, they're still evil. A great uh, deal of intrigue and drama for Thursday night. Uh, it would be kind of, you know, the Lakers, by the way, in a similar spot. They're a four-point favorite tonight uh, in Indiana. Thought about maybe taking the Pacers on upset alert. Uh, maybe the Lakers see that last night and are more prepared. But it... Like that, that's one storyline out of many for Thursday night's game, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 still going to be an incredible game. Yeah, it would have been awesome to have a Bucks riding a 19-game win streak going into the game with the Lakers. Uh, but I, I think may, maybe now, if you're Milwaukee, are you more fired up for that game Thursday night? Got, yeah, it's time to get inspired. Giannis talked about it. Uh, Kyle Culver talked about it. Giannis basically talked about how they just they got to learn from it. It'll make them better in the long run. They learn from your mistakes. Yada 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 yada. Giannis is really good now at that like that coach speak. Oh, he's getting it. He's, he's getting, getting it. real good at it. All right, we will uh, we'll talk more about the Bucks in one hour. Our uh, Buck Insider Tony Cartagena was at the game last night. Get Tony's reaction uh, to the loss and a look ahead game. Or a look ahead preview, I should say, to the Laker game coming up on Thursday. We'll uh, we'll talk with our buddy Bernie Tuesdays with Bernie coming up. Uh, former Badger fullback Matt Bernstein at uh, nine o'clock. I got Badger wrestling tickets to give away for the home opener. Wrestling. If you haven't been to that, man, what a product that is at the Fieldhouse, the old barn. See, people forget because you think about the Cole Center, which is awesome, but the Fieldhouse still Dude. has Badger volleyball, Badger wrestling. Um, they have the state team wrestling tournament. They Fieldhouse rules. It is so cool when you get in there because if it gets rocking for a big event, like I'm sure Badger Wrestling, the home opener will be Thursday. It shakes. Like yeah. the old barn used to shake. It's like back going in back in time. It's awesome. I love it in the Fieldhouse. Same. So uh, we will be there uh, for all the Big Ten home meets, by the way, uh, starting in January. And we're going to have tickets to give away all season long. So I thought uh, I'm going to be out of town Thursday night, but here's my gift to LU, we're going to give away some tickets Hell yeah. uh, to the home opener. So stay tuned for that uh, coming up as well. All right, 608-321-1670. Ooh, Go ahead. A, we have a question from uh, tw- or Twitter. Uh, Chad says, I missed you guys if you think Jonathan Taylor sticks around for the college rushing title and almost guaranteed Heisman. I'll chip in $20 for his insurance policy. Well, I don't know. You know, Wisconsin seems a little more above board than Ohio State. Like we said yesterday with Chase Young saying the plan – is to come back. I, I th- said that was stunning, but then the more we think about it, Chase Young's salary is probably higher at Ohio State uh, than it is with the Cincinnati Bengals because that's who currently holds the first pick. How would you run a walk around Ohio? A winner? A habitual winner getting paid under the table, probably tax-free? Or a habitual loser with the Bengals right? and getting taxed on your money? Right. So the difference there, uh, who asked that question? Chad. Uh, Chad, and by the way, I don't believe Chase Young is coming back. I think that's a, a load of you-know-what. But let's just say, for argument's sake, he's saying, look, I don't want to go to Cincinnati. Uh, I could be a god at Ohio State for one more year uh, or just sit out for a year and still be the number one pick in 2021. Um, Jonathan Taylor doesn't have that luxury. Running backs aren't at the premium that pass rushers or quarterbacks are. And um, it is an interesting debate because you look at Ron Dane. Is Ron Dane more remembered for what he did in the NFL or what he did in college. Clearly what he did in college. He's for made sure. a, he's probably made a nice living in his post-playing career by being a pitchman and being the face of Wisconsin football, being the Heisman. So, yeah, I could see Jonathan Taylor doing very well for himself based on if he came back and being the all-time leading rusher. That being said, the money in the NFL now is so much that – You'd yeah. have, you have to go. So I think he's he's. There's no way he's coming. Someone back. on my Facebook page yesterday commented on a, on a post I had. They said my buddy the other day. Oh, said, I saw the same. Jonathan, was, you and I were both tagged in. And Jonathan I was like, yeah. Taylor refused to sign an autograph, and that he's skipping the bowl game, and he's going to charge for autographs now. <laughs> I hope he charges for autographs. Get right. your money, dude. Ooh, did you put? By the way, well done, Ebo. What? Look at that on the Zone Madison Facebook page. Look at that oh, Rose yeah. Bowl shirt put you put up, up there. Dude. Wow. Yeah. I put that up at Zone Madison on Facebook, man. So we, Sexy, eh? 
<laughs> it's beautiful. So what we, you know, we, we talk about, give, give me, Evo, you're from, you're from Dodgeville, you know, growing up in your early 2000s. Give me the average wardrobe for a guy your dad's age or your buddy's 90s, dad's age. 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. 90s, early 2000s. It's, it consisted of what? Oh, I mean, especially in Dodgeville. It's, um, <laughs> it would be like a faded 1994 Rose Bowl shirt with some, you know, those dad Levi jeans, that a little lighter in color. It's not the yep. dark denim, it's the lighter denim. And you rocking hard the white shoes, like the New Balance or the Nike Monarchs. <laughs> like that was. That was the creme de la creme. If you weren't rocking that, you were a nobody. Correct. So, and yet maybe you'd throw in some kind of hat in there, like a, like a Bass Pro Shop hat or something. <laughs> you know, you were just killing it. That's about exactly as I thought you'd express it. Well done. So, why we're talking like what? I mean, hey, that's what a great look. Men's high fashion. Right. So that's the first thing. Second thing is Wisconsin, of course. Evo is in the Rose Bowl for the first time in in, in over a half a decade. So. Do we have Rose Bowl shirt fatigue and Rose Bowl gear, or do you think Christmas, uh, which is one week from today, Christmas Eve, one week from today, when you're at your your Christmas Eve family event or Christmas morning, how many boxes are being opened that have Rose Bowl gear in it? And are you buying, a, are you giving dad, your uncle, uh, your brother, um, hell, you may even be giving your wife. I mean, it's not like we don't have female listeners. I mean, look at how many... You know, female listeners call into the show yeah. all the time. Maybe you're giving your girlfriend or your wife some Rose Bowl gear. I want to know, 608-321-1670, we'll put the Twitter poll up. Are you giving or hoping to receive Rose Bowl gear uh, for your a Christmas party present or part of your Christmas present? Or do you think we have, after six Rose Bowls in the last now 26 years, do we have Rose Bowl fatigue well, here you. in Wisconsin for Rose Bowl gear? And Nelly, with my description of like Dodgeville fashion, was that kind of Stoughton fashion too? I feel like just, that just kind of falls in line with that's smaller Wisconsin. town. Yeah. Wisconsin. I feel like if you have like seven thousand people or less in your town city, like that's <laughs> that's that's what it is. That's ten thousand population <laughs> ten thousand or under in Wisconsin male fashion. Like that's target market for Rose Bowl. Um, when you're seeing Rose Bowl gear, though, what do you see the most of? I see the most of ninety four and ninety nine. Do you Same. ever do you see uh, so you're asking is a Rose Bowl fashion fatigue? I think so. I don't see many Rose Bowl, you know, 2011, 12, 13. I see 94 and that 99. See, I think it comes in waves like so the last one they played in that that run of 3 was the 2000 Rose Bowl um where they went back to back and then they were out until 2011. But you know what I you know who they played in 2011 TCU and maybe it was because it was a decade gap. I see a lot of TCU Wisconsin Rose Bowl shirts. I guess I do see those. Yeah. But here's here's where you're right though. You know what I don't see a lot of Wisconsin Oregon in 2011 or yeah. Wisconsin Stanford in 2012. So I think you're right. Other than the first one because it had been a decade. I think when they went back to back to back. But here's the thing: the that that last Rose Bowl 2013 January 1st against Stanford. That's seven years ago. And I think you see more You think more of the, seven years is a long enough gap like 11 years was? Because I see a ton of TCU Wisconsin see, Rose Bowl shirts. I see, I see that too, but I see more of the 94 and the 99. And I think it's just because maybe Wisconsin won those games. And people, well, and it was the first one ever in 94. and 99, it was still cool, right? We were still like, I can't believe this team is still making Rose Bowls. It was still cool in the 90s. Yeah. Is this one cool? Is it still cool now? Well, I love rocking that 90s swag. Like, 90s swag is back. <laughs> I love the 90s, the logos and the fonts and, like, the, the graphics that they have. Now it's just kind of too generic. I like the 90s, how they had that little. I just like the 90s style. Well, that, you it's, said it. Starter jackets, you'll never see those again. That's why when you call it whenever it's the first, one of my favorite, I mean, I love warm weather, but one of oh. my favorite fall events is when you starter jacket season. Yeah, when you say because we do the, the the pregame show at the red zone, we're outside. When the first time you make a call to action, it's starter jacket. Yeah, put day. your starter jackets on, boys. Let's go. I have a I have a plush. This is my grandfather's. This is like a 1987 yeah. Badger starter jacket. So that fashion will never come back. We had a guy call in who doesn't remember the caricature shirts. Michael Jordan started it with like the dream team. And then, like any like good player, the big head, the little body, bring the, them back. The, the caricature shirts of the '80s and '90s. 
I mean, that's great fashion. The only thing we're missing now is the gangster Looney Tunes. Like, we need to bring the gangster <laughs> Looney Tunes back, too. Well, and like that shirt, my 99 roll, the helmets. The old school, the helmet yeah, t-shirts, set. dude. The, the versus... Now you look at this. Now you look at them, and it's just all like, it's generic. Everyone, no one wants to upset the apple cart here. It's just generic. I'm sorry. I'm not going to buy new Rose Bowl gear. I'm not doing it. You got Fitz, really? I would rather. Buy, I voted yes in the poll. I'm, by would, the way, that poll is overwhelmingly no. I voted somebody. I got to give Dad or my step. You know, Raj. Oh, big Raj. I hope they're not listening. Or Dave, uh, or you know, one of my uncles. I don't know who's all. I got to get the list of who's coming to Mom's Christmas Day. Somebody. I don't know who. Somebody's getting a Rose Bowl shirt right, from this guy. Let me ask the peanut gallery over here. I don't. You don't strike me as a guy that gives gifts, Nelson, but. <laughs> Are you going to get your dad, and hopefully oh, your dad's, dad's a total What's your target, dad, target market? Would you get your dad a Rose Bowl shirt for Christmas? No, because he still wears the 90s Rose yeah! Bowl sweatshirts. But wouldn't that be a reason Raj, to give him a new man. one, Nelson? You got it. Are you, okay, are you going to give your dad a Christmas present? I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> Is he on the naughty or nice list? Still have to figure that one out. So if he, <laughs> so if he, if he wears his 90 Rose Bowl gear... Well, the last, the last Rose Bowl gear that I think my family actually has is TCU. Yeah, because that was 11-year gap, so it was cool again. It was the first time they had been to the Rose Bowl in a decade, and Badger fans were like, oh, dude, Rose Bowl. Who didn't love the 90s getting all the Rose Bowl gear? And then they went back the second year with Oregon, and people were like, ah, been there, done that. And then by the third year, they were only 7-5. and five. Bill McQuitt, Alvarez coached that one game. It was kind of a weird vibe. Yeah. Nobody was really into that game. But I, this is my question. It's been seven years since Wisconsin's been to the Rose Bowl. Has it been a long enough gap, Ebo, where people are like, oh, my God, I got to get Rose Bowl gear. I got to be a part of this game. This is a big win for Wisconsin. This season, yeah, they lost – you know, to Illinois, and they they maybe could have made the college football playoff at one point, but it's still the Rose Bowl. I want to know if seven years is a long enough window for people to be like, I'm not, dude, the Rose yeah. Bowl's cool again. I'm not. I would personally not, not going to dabble in it. Here's a, Brian tweets, or Facebook's in. He says, I'm not going to buy them for Christmas, but possibly on January 5th, <laughs> if they win, I'll pick one up when they're 60% off. What was if say? they win. I don't want to be given free advertising, but it goes does go with the convert with the uh, the topic. I mean, I I can't even imagine what like your your Coles cash can accomplish with Rose Bowl gear Maxx too, or TJ Maxx or like Kelly's Mobile Mart. That's the best. Or, you can walk into a gas station and buy some clothes. Yeah, I mean, like the the one by by a house in Middle, like I'm right on the Madison Middleton border. Like you go in there, they have like crew neck like packer sweatshirts yeah and they got wisconsin tea it's like a freaking gas Dude, station the best gas station to buy clothes at is in rosendale when it says oh. i got i got pulled over in rosendale right at the gas station <laughs> where they literally pull you over but i'm just some of them buying gear at a gas station Feels was, like that's pure wisconsin right and then right next to it you know they got the novelty lighters you know they got the the donald trump pen or the lighter that's a gun i like the one or, where you flip it over and the, and the bikini of the girl falls off or whatever right. <laughs> or it's a switchblade but it's really a lighter yeah. i mean that, that, that that's that is exactly where rose bowl shirts need to be yeah. sold flick my bick and buy a rose bowl shirt so you man. don't think forgetting about the gear just is the is the fashion do you think that it's been seven years since wisconsin played in a rose bowl that that's long enough time honestly i think it'd be cool to buy one if the uh, the thing called the college football playoffs didn't exist if Wisconsin is back in the Rose Bowl after seven years and there wasn't a thing called the college football playoffs, I probably would buy some gear. But it's, there's only, would you say after the, the playoffs, is this the best game in college football outside of the two playoff games? Is this the is third the best? best? I mean, yeah. There's the, I think it feels have... like a participation trophy. A really? Bit. It's the. The best game, the best games are being played for the college football playoffs. Well, right, that's what I just said. Take, Nelson, take away the two college, the two semifinal games. Is this the best remaining bowl game in college football? I'd say it's probably one of the top three. See, I think it's I think it's the best. I mean, one. it's up there, but it's. I feel it like this is a little a, appeal when there's the college football playoffs and you lost the. This is definitely since it isn't the college football playoff. It's a wait and see. If they win, you get the shirt because they won. Yeah, and then if you wait, then if they win, you can wait a little bit and it's on discount. TJ Maxx. If they lose, yeah, it was a bowl that wasn't the college football playoff. It's just kind of another bowl. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a win-win. A wait and see. It's a win-win of what you want to do. If they win, what Nelson said, hell yeah, Rose Bowl rules. If they lose, eh, 
We'll get the college football yeah, playoffs. Yeah, but if you get, like the one guy said, I'll wait till January 5th. Now, here's the one side of it. What if they lose this game? How cheap can you get that gear? I mean, now you're getting 2020 Rose Bowl gear uh, for like pennies on the dollar. I just, it's not tripping any of my triggers to get Rose Bowl gear. If it was a 94 Rose Bowl gear, I like looking for the vintage and the retro clothes. I'd be all over that. Okay, let me ask you then, Evo, because I think I, I, I met your dad. Shout out my man Dale. Yeah, Dale. And I, I mean, I see your, your stepdad, Roger, all the time. I would think those two dudes would be in the target market for Rose Bowl gear. Hopefully they're not listening. Yeah, Dale would be. Would, would Dale or Roger be on your Christmas list for a potential Rose Bowl 2020 t-shirt? Definitely my dad. My dad would definitely be target market for that. Um, Raj, not so much. What about you? What about Dave or Big, or Big uh, Raj? Totally both. I mean, both. Uh, See, my stepdad, Roger, he's, he likes the Seahawks. And he likes Russell Wilson a lot. So, like, if I get him a Russell Wilson Rose Bowl shirt, I think he'd be pumped about it. Other than that, I don't Dude, know. Dude, it's the first time in seven years. What about you, Raj? We got a lot of Rogers around here. He said he's not sure if he's giving gifts yet. I mean, well, Ebenezer does Nelson, Nelson strike you as a gift giver? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> I can surprise people. I mean, you're living at their, their house, Nelson. Are you going to get your mom or something? Give him a gift, for Isn't God's sake. Isn't that sakes. the gift, Joe? His presence? Yes, that's the gift, right? <laughs> All right, I put this poll in the uh, in the field, retweeted from the Zone account. Uh, two different, but they're really not, other than different sports seasons. I said, who are who's more annoying, Viking fans or Cub fans? And That's a tough you know, it, there, well, you know, there's Bear fans and there's you know Gopher fans and there's Iowa and you know we have other sports teams. But to me, why I put Cubs versus Vikings is this because. Between the two franchises, they have one championship, right? Now, I guess I'll give the Cubs credit. They do have the one. It's one more than the Brewers have. The Vikings have zero, which is, I believe, 13 less than the Packers have. Well, are you counting the Cubs in 07 and 08? I'm not talking 2000. What do you mean? 1908 and 1907 for the oh, Cubs. Oh, yeah. I, well, are, we no, just, are we just going to 2016? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going in the last 100 years. 100 years? years? Yeah. Okay. Um, just, I just had to clear yeah, the air. Yeah, thank you. That's, thank you for, for clarifying. So, <laughs> um, but here's why they both drive me crazy. They both act like they're, you know, their you-know-what doesn't stink, and every year they walk around and tell you how great their franchise is. And I'm like, dude. Like, what have you won? Like, okay, Cubs, you, have, you got the one World Series. Awesome. It's been, what are we at now? If it wasn't for that rain delay, you wouldn't have won it either. Right. It's like we're going on, what, over a half decade now in that World Series. Like, how long, Cub fan, are you going to pull that card on me? But at least they have that card to pull. Viking fan has never won, and they want to tell you every single year, how they hate the hype around the Packers. How the Packers are the media darling. How the Packers get all this. How it's the Packers, Packers, Packers. And I'm like, dude, go look at the history of the NFC North and before that, the NFC Central. Pretty sure the Packers have won more division titles than any other team, including yours. So Viking fan drives me crazy, too, because there was when I lived up there, and I worked for Fox Sports for two and a half years. They wanted to tell me how spoiled I was and how entitled I was as a Packer fan. And they always have to get Packer games on their TVs. And it was so annoying. And I'm like, well, we're good. What have you ever won? You're welcome for quality television. Right. So I want to know which fan base annoys you more, the Cubs or the Vikings? Both very annoying, very both entitled. I guess the only difference is the Cubs do have the one World Series in 120 years. 108. The Vikings have nothing. So, I mean, you already know my answer on this one. Um, I was thinking about this because I saw you post that question a couple minutes ago, and I was thinking to myself, so the Minnesota Vikings haven't won anything, but they had, what was their mascot's name, that hillbilly that rode on the motorcycle? Ragnar. Ragnar. He quit because they wouldn't give him a raise after 20 years. I don't think he had a raise in like 20 years. So he asked for a raise. They said, take a hike, brother. So he then put on the cheese head and declared himself a Packers fan. But that was the Vikings organization doing that to him. What did the Cubs fans and their fan base do to one of their own? Cubs had a diehard fan who just eat, sleep, and breathe the Chicago Cubs in Steve Bartman. 
Bartman <laughs> Bartman didn't even want to show his face ever he moved again. moved to Florida. He wanted so bad to disappear because the Cubs fan base themselves turned on their own fan mm. and ruined this guy's life. Cubs fans ruined another Cubs fan's life in Steve Bartman. I think, th- did the Cubs give him a World Series ring? They or- did, yeah. Did he accept it, or did he say yeah, no thanks? Yeah, I think they, they, they brought him back, didn't they, Nelson? And they kissed and made up with Bartman. Yeah, that was still really weird, because didn't he not want to still be in the public eye? Yeah, he yeah. didn't want anything up. I don't, I I don't if think he, he really wanted anything to do with it. It was like, kind of forced upon him. Could you imagine taking one of your own and making his life a living hell that he doesn't even want to come out of his house anymore? That's your own fan base. That's a good point. At least the Ragnar dude, like that was just the Vikings organization saying, we're not giving you a raise, get lost, dude. This is their own fan base making a okay. scapegoat out of a guy. That's exhibit A, Ebo. That's a very compelling argument. By the way, 608-321-1670. I will counter, uh, you know, uh, Council. Council Miller will counter with this. Two years ago, the Vikings and Packers are playing in Minneapolis. Aaron Rodgers is sacked by Anthony Barr. A clean play. By the rules, I think most people say outside of the rules, it was he, he didn't need to drive him into the turf. Whatever, he does break his collarbone. Aaron Rodgers is done for the year. What do Viking fans do that day? Oof. That would be a standing ovation when they put up on the jumbotron that Aaron Rodgers is out for the game. So that first part is they are giving a standing ovation to the Aaron Rodgers injury. Then I counter with this. The picture of Anthony Barr sacking Aaron Rodgers is sold by a local artist and retweeted by the Vikings. They're monetizing and making money off a picture of Aaron Rodgers having his collarbone broken. Yep. Now, you can be, like, happy and, like, man, thank God Aaron Rodgers isn't playing because he's probably going to beat us. To make money off of a picture of him getting a broken collarbone is, I hear what you're saying on Cub fans, that's about as scummy as it gets. So I got to go Vikings on this one. All right, then let me counter with this one. Uh, April of 2015, Wrigley Field's going a couple of renovations and whatnot. Would you ever (laughs) do this all day? I love this. Would you ever disgrace Lambeau Field by urinating over it or taking a dump in the corner? Of course not. Wrigley Field 2015. What do Cubs fans do to their own home stadium in Wrigley? What do they do? They start peeing all over in the corners, peeing in cups. No, well, some of their bathrooms are going through renovations, which I understand, like when nature calls, but you got to plan accordingly. They're defecating. All over <laughs> Wrigley so Field. I got pictures of it. I have Animals. it up right now. There's pictures of it everywhere. It was, if you respected and loved your beloved Wrigley or just your own home stadium, would you defecate all over it, Joe? I know I wouldn't do that to Lambeau. I'd, pee, a, I'd pee my own pants No, that's before that's a, I peed on Lambeau that's, Field, the that's, holy ground that is Lambeau. That's a compelling argument, Ebo. 608-321-1670, our buddy King Rx. Viking fans are more annoying because they think they're all high and mighty. Just imagine if Brett Favre had won them a Super Bowl. Uh, they uh, would be beyond annoying. Um, I'd never. Oh, and F the skull chant. Yeah, what what is the skull chant? Uh, you know, I'd give you the horn because they're Vikings. But the skull thing, dude, don't even get me started skull. on that. Uh, Gator, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Morning, boys. Hey, Gator. Hey. I, I thought the skull chant was, I mean, Minnesota Vikings Norwegian. I yeah. thought that's I thought that's what that was about. So that actually has some legitimacy. I doesn't guess, it? but it, it's it's. Well, you uh, just hate it so I, much. I that hate you, it. Yeah, Skull's no, like a, sounds like it. a dip. I might want Gator. Yeah, that was when they were out of Kodiak back in the day. I'd get the Skull Mint. That's, that's, skull. that's some Skull, baby. Skull Spearmint for me back in the day, and then uh, <laughs> I, I graduated and grew a set, and then it was uh, Copenhagen Long Cut. Yeah, that a boy. Yeah, got to eat your greens, Gator. Got to eat your winter greens. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I couldn't believe Mike wanted the the Vikings to beat the Packers. Like, dude, we just got to win out, take care of business, and let everything fall where it's going to. I, I mean, we're 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 already eleven and three, no matter what happens. And I, I, you can't say that Detroit's an automatic win. I know that's dumb to say, but division games are division games. I mean, did you expect Atlanta to beat? Didn't didn't Atlanta beat the Saints earlier? Uh, Atlanta's the the giant killers, man. They beat the Saints. Yeah. They beat the 49ers. So, I mean, Packers just got to take care of business. 
just take care of business. And you're totally right, Joe. Hell no do we want to go down to New Orleans. This is in 2010 where we went down to Atlanta and absolutely annihilated the Falcons. I believe that was 48-21 to 21 and one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. But, uh, no, just they got to take care of business. And Bucks fans, come on. There wasn't seasons where we'd win 18 games, let alone Peter, 24. Giannis' rookie year, they won 15 right. games. I remember they, they that. They won more in this stretch than twice in the last decade for the season. Think yeah, about that, Gator. More I, two of the last seasons, they've already won more games in that stretch. Rumor Believe is, me. rumor is, Nelson might put Mike Budenholzer <laughs> on notice for the Bucks losing last night. Is there any truth to that rumor, Nelson? He's got to be on notice. No, not a chance. <laughs> no, no, he's got no, no, no. He's got to be on Gator. Notice. If that happens, he's going to be on Mount. We're posting his job notice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll come by and fill out an app. He's going to be on Mount two week notice. I heard that. All right, guys. Well, for 96.7 FM, 16.70 AM, The Zone, I'm Gator Frank. Thanks, Gator. Thank you, Gator. And, yeah, look, I get some – Mike, I love you, babe. I love the convoluted, you know, try and outsmart the system. But, no, you – no, you never want to lose to the Vikings. Never. I don't care if it's a preseason game. And That's a loser mentality. Exactly. That's a defeated no. mentality. Uh, and I really can't stand Viking fans. <laughs> To quote Mike McCarthy, that's a polluted mindset. Thank you, Coach. And I really can't stand Cubs fans. They're so annoying on so many different levels. Which fan base drives you more bonkers, Viking fans or Cubs fans? Part of that's shame on us as Brewer fans. It's getting better. But the whole damn Wrigley North BS at Miller Park nine times every year. And Cub fans just invading our city. Wrigley North. It's Miller South when they won the NL Central title down there. It's Miller South forever now for Wrigley. Uh, speaking of the Brewers... You know, Nelson, I just saw this from John Heyman. He said, Brewers investigated Edwin Encarnacion before turning to Avisel Garcia and still considering a first baseman. How about that? A first baseman or a third baseman? First. Yeah, damn, who's going to play third? That's right here. He said, Brewers investigated Encarnacion before turning to uh, Avi Garcia and are still considering first base. Interesting. That is very interesting because he's a right-handed hitter. So is Ryan Braun. I thought they'd be looking for a lefty to play platoon with Braun. At what is going place. on? Like, what's with the over? Out, I don't the, mind the, the crowded outfielder. outfield. Yeah, I, I, that's fine. I, I just would rather have some pitchers. I don't, I don't need any more outfielders or infielders or. See, I, I really like the, the Garcia move, especially if you move Ryan Braun to first base. But we still need a third baseman. Yeah. Um. I, the Brewers. I mean, Edwin Encarnacion can play third base. I don't know, man. What are we thinking? What's the what's the vibe check on the Brewers right now? I think Nelson's a little more calm than you and I are. I mean, I, all I can say is I just I have to believe in David Stearns uh, because every time I've questioned the guy, uh, he's proven me wrong or he's bailed us out. So I have to believe that David Stearns has a incredible plan, and in a week or a month from now, it's going to be like. Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain, and we're all going to go, oh, I get it now. That's what he was doing. Like, because I don't get it at all right now, but it's David Stearns. I have to I have to trust the process, Evo. I have to believe in my guy, Stearnsy. Yeah, what about here, That's Nelson? all I can do. They said, could Kyle Seeger be the answer at third base? I'd take Kyle Seeger for sure. Kyle Seeger's been a solid player in the major leagues out in Seattle. I don't know, man. Well, right now, what's vibe check on the NL Central. Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Who's the team that always gets predicted to win the division pretty much since 2015? Cubs. The Cubs. I think the Brewers are sitting better than the Cubs are right now. Oh, I think Cubs the Cubs are roster Cubs are a disaster. management are in big-time turmoil. you and got I Chris would... Bryant, who doesn't sound like he really wants to play for the Cubs anymore. They're, they're shopping Bryant. They're shopping Wilson Contreras. It sounded like they didn't really want to give uh, Anthony Rizzo an extension. Yeah, Are they no, blowing it up in Chicago? Well, I think they're blowing they, it up. They have no money, right? Well, there's well that, no, they're also hamstrung with that. They yeah. got super high. They got to do it. Well, yeah. and there's no all the big-name free agents are gone. So what I would think, yeah, is that the uh, uh, the Cubs are going to just eat it this year and then open up the checkbook again in, in 2020. But that still doesn't mean that St. Louis, who won the division, is going to be better. And I get Cincinnati hasn't won anything yet, and you can build a great – it's like the Browns. Everybody loved the roster, but you got to go out and actually do it. Um, and Cincinnati's made a lot of great moves, but until they actually do it on the field, but I would say on paper, uh, the, the Reds are much 
better right now than the Brewers. Dude, so the I could say stacking. I could say the Brewers are maybe the third best team in the division right now. Now again, opening days in the end of March, a lot could change between now and then. But if you're asking the question right now, what I are would you thinking say right now? Cardinals, Cardinals, Reds, Reds Brewers, Brewers Cubs. Cubs. I mean, the Pirates, Pirates are terrible, um, and I think the Cubs are going to be terrible. So, but I, I don't. I think the Brewers. I don't think they're going to be terrible. I don't think they're going to be great at this point unless something changes. Okay, but go back like two years. You had Ulysses Sheen. He was your. I guess your ace, but when the season concluded, who else was on the starting pitching rotation then? Ulysses Sheen, Zach Davies. Who else was on there, Nelly? Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson. Wade Miley. And then, yeah, well, look at what they did. They got one game away from the World Series with, you know, a collection of guys you're like, weren't sure on. And then last year, you started with it was Brandon Woodrow, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Zach Davies, you know, and then by the end of the season, it completely changed. And they got back to the playoffs, right? Every every year, didn't we kind of like have this nervous feeling about who are the Brewers and what are yeah. they doing? What is besides Jonathan Scope, DFAing Scooter Jeanette? What has David Stearns done for you to be like? I don't trust this guy. Yeah, not not much. I mean, he didn't he, really have a plan at the beginning of last year with the pitching rotation, especially once Canable went down. Didn't go out and really yeah, sign anyone. Well, they got back, you know. Joe, how many outs were they? Away? Oh, you guys, yeah. Did you see that wild card game? They were four outs away from beating the Nationals, who, were the, who won the who World won Series. Won the World Series, like so. If he would have taken care of his pitching though earlier in the year, if he didn't come in with Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta with no backup plans, they might have already been in the NLDS because they would have had a. If Josh Hader and Trent Grisham didn't decide to blow it, coupled with the umping an idiot, or do you guys say? Stearns is a genius on what he pulled off in September and August again, or do you say they were just extremely lucky because they lost their MVP and average pitchers just came out of nowhere? So, like, do you say Stearns was a genius last August and September or extremely lucky? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he was extremely lucky because they did it two August slash Septembers in a row. Yeah, but boy, they had Stern, boy they, genius, but they didn't lose their MVP two years ago. Would two you? years ago, I would say genius. I'm saying. To, to sneak into the playoffs last year based on all the injuries and le- the, what they had. And what I'm saying is you can't do that this year with the new rule changes. Oh, yeah, that, that's dude. True yeah, too. they got the Brewers rule now. So you gotta you kind of got to remember you got to build that pitching staff because you only get 26 players. And I think for September call-ups, I think it's only 28 players, so you only get an additional couple roster spots. And you have to pitch to a batter, right? Um, you have to pitch to at least three, three batters, batters unless it ends the inning. So, so you can kind of get around it. So there are some holes. Yeah, I mean, look, I, again, I, I say January. And the only thing that I've got, or the biggest thing I've got, not the only thing, I mean, this is a team that's made the playoffs years in a row, but the biggest thing I've got going for me as a Brewer fan is January 25th. Because, again, that's when they brought in Yelich and Kane, and nobody saw that coming. And that's still oh, that's a month away. So there is still time for Stearns to say, Okay, what were we all freaking out about? Stearns has got this, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm getting angry every day that another yeah. player gets signed, uh, and you know, Wade Miley, the latest, going to the Reds for pretty, pretty manageable money of what the Brewers could have brought him back for. Yeah, I get a little more nervous every day that goes have by. Have you tabbed David Stearns a boy genius yet? A wonder boy yet? Uh, sure. If, well, that I mean, I mean, it's been two. I mean, you tabbed Matt Lafleur a wonder boy. Yeah. Week. One? Yeah, it's going to be Bill LaFleur. Belichick was looking at changing his name. Yeah, I mean, Packers are 11-3. and three. Last I checked, they have the best record in the NFC. True. I mean, you tab LaFleur immediately. If David Stern's been doing this thing for a while now, I haven't heard just I've, in Stern's I've We Trust. I've said in Stern's We Trust before. Okay. I'm, I just said I'm, I'm, I'm with him. The only That's the only choice I have to well, be. A wounder he's, kid. He's never, he's never let, has he ever let us down? No. I mean, as of now. Not completely. I mean, until, uh, you know, the Packers are out of the playoffs, I'm not mad at LaFleur. Well, I'm going to say right now, I think he's already made the pitching staff better than what it was you last think so? year. You I think, think this... it is a little bit better, and I Man. think it has a higher ceiling to be better. I think I... everyone on the pitching staff right now has more than two pitches. Like Corbin Burns only had two pitches last year, and he's a starting pitcher. Remember that? Well, he's working on his third, and it was halfway well, through right the season. Well, right now you got guys like Corbin <laughs> Burns who are probably going to be coming out of the bullpen this year, yeah. which he looked pretty good two years ago coming out of the bullpen. I will say this, but your boy Lindblom Nelson, uh, our Swedish assassin, Ebo, I saw his press conference yesterday. I'm st- I will give, I, I do like that dude. He said he, he's got like 19 kids 
and he grew up in Indiana, and he said he picked Milwaukee over New York because he doesn't want anything to do with the big city. He says he loves Milwaukee. Anyone who was, like, dying to come to Wisconsin is my kind of dude. I love it, dude. So, uh, guys like, yeah, we looked, my wife and I looked at Philadelphia and, and, and New York, but we wanted to come back to the Midwest. We really like the Midwest. So, there you go, Nelson. Maybe Mr. Korean uh, All-Star. Well, he, was, he was one of the best pitchers in the world. Yeah. He is That's the best what pitcher David in the Stern world. said it yeah. the other day. Well, hopefully he pitches well enough to stay in the Midwest. <laughs> I wonder what it's like in Korea. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I still can't believe he doesn't have a song for winning M- MVP as a pitcher. Uh, 608 Let's see. On the, uh, on the Viking V Cub fan, our buddy JD and MSN hits me up uh, on Twitter at Actions on Radio. says, you earn the right... If you actually win one, like it or not. So that would be the Cubs' point of view. It can't be taken from you unless you are somebody like Louisville. If you haven't won it, you got nothing. Uh, the Vikings haven't won anything, so I'm guessing JD's saying... If you haven't uh, won it, you're not going to nut it? You got nothing. 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 Uh, the Vikings, uh, how many Super Bowl trophies are in their case? Nothing. Zero, right? Settle. So I would say yes, and I hear what you're saying on the Cubs, but the one thing, and by the way, the, 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 you know, the comparable, the Brewers have never won a World Series, whereas the Cubs have. So as obnoxious as Cub fans are, they can end the argument by saying, how many do you have? Where I can eviscerate Viking fan is I can say to them, um, we've got 13 NFL and Super Bowl championships. How many do you have? Oh, zero. I'm sorry. Discussion over. Peace out. So I, until you've won something, I, I I can't see a more annoying fan base than the Vikings who want to always rag on that Packer fans get preferential treatment and we're the media darlings and, oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers and, oh, my God, before that, Brett Favre and this and that. We've blah, won. Blah, 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 the blah, Packers blah. have won. What, what have the Vikings ever done? And the few times that the Vikings got in a position where they should have won, you know, they miss a 30-yard field goal against the Falcons in an NFC Championship game, and then Brett Favre throws one of the worst interceptions of all time. I think that's the greatest thing ever. Like, did it hurt that Brett Favre went to the Vikings? Yes. But I think it's one of the greatest things ever that Brett Favre, the Packers legend, the, the greatest quarterback to ever grace this earth, donned the purple and yellow and threw an interception for them, their chance to go to a Super Bowl. I thought it was poetic justice. Isn't that one of the greatest things? At the time, it sucked. But when Brett Favre, wearing a Vikings jersey in an NFC Championship game, threw a game-losing interception for the Minnesota Vikings, it it was like jubilation for me. Yeah, and look, I I think enough time has passed where where clearly, you know, Favre is back in the good graces of of Packer fans and Packer Nation. Come start. Um, Come play. Yeah. But had he not thrown that, and the Vikings won that game, and Brett Favre went on to go to and win a Super Bowl with the Vikings, I know me personally, I would have never gotten over it. I don't think there would have been enough time that would pass for Brett Favre to come back and to me no, be I think I could Green never Bay. be a f- I could never watch a football game again. Yeah, the second he threw that interception, all was forgiven. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. It's all good, Brett. You can come back to Green Bay whenever you I mean, want. I still laugh about it occasionally. Yeah. He doesn't throw that interception. He just takes a knee. They kick a field goal and go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Brett Favre is dead to me. And, and the Vikings, I, I hate even worse. And I don't know that I can hate the Vikings worse than I do right now. Uh, so. We got a tweet in from Rory, the King RXX. Rory says, what do you think the odds are the Vikings will draft Alex Hornibrook? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's getting ready. He is getting ready. I think we have a better chance of... You and I going to Mars, then Alex Hornibrook getting drafted. That that is um, that is funny, man. I still can't get over that. Alex Hornibrook skipping the bowl game to get ready for the draft. XFL already had their draft. Dude. That is an okay moment there. We say good morning to our uh, Milwaukee All Things Insider. It's our guy Tony Cartagena. Morning, Tony. So, who's winning that poll? Is it the Vikings or the Cubs? Uh, it is the uh, Cubs by about sixty six thirty four right now. All right, that makes sense. Having lived in Minnesota, Vikings fans are way too nice. Yeah, they, 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 they're just way too nice of people. It really doesn't make much sense. Have you Cubs ever met a nice Cubs fan, Tony? No, no, I've never met a Cubs fan that I've wanted to talk to for more than 30 seconds. Well, and Tony, where you're located, Milwaukee, obviously the geography plays a part in this as well. And, you know, the nine times a year – 
of the Cub uh, invasion, which is getting better, and the Brewers are trying to put steps in place to avoid that. But it is still quite obnoxious, right, the the Cub takeover every year? I actually love it. Um, I'm from the south side. I grew up over here where there's – I grew up around more Cubs fans than uh, than Brewers fans. Everyone was a Sammy Sosa fan back in the day. So, uh, yeah. the, competi- the competitive rivalry is great. Like when Cubs fans come to Miller Park and you're sitting in your season seats or in your seats and jaw-jacking back and forth with someone – uh, wearing a Cubs jersey, uh, I think it's great. Like I love that part about sports. I think it's fun. What about? So I, the, I, I'm I'm all in. What about? What did you feel like when the Bucks were you know not doing so hot and Chicago Bulls fans would come over and take over the Bradley Center? Would that bug you at all? No, because like in the NBA, it was always weird. Like the Lakers would do it, the Cavs. Would, it was all about who was playing for the other team. Like back at, back in the day, it was all right, I want to see Derrick Rose play or Kobe or LeBron or Melo, and and those fans would come. Uh, wearing the colors of those players, not not necessarily even the team. It was just all about the the play, like the opposing player, and that was always a ton of fun too. Because if you're a fan of the sport, like you can be a huge Bucks fan, but like who didn't want to see 2011 Derrick Rose or yeah. Kobe back in the day? Like that's just kind of kind of how it went. Uh, all right, Tony. I mean, look, you you never want to lose, and, and the goals win every game. But you know, unfortunately, that doesn't always work out. Was there any sense after that last night? I'm just like, man, the streak's over. We can we can put that out of our mind. We can stop asking or being asked questions about it and just go back to the business of, you know, winning games. Or was there a big disappointment? Like, we wanted to keep this thing going and see how far we could take it. Honestly, I think everyone last night, everyone seemed to be in super high spirits in the locker room afterwards just because, you know, you're more than a quarter way through the season. You only have four losses. So you look at it that way and think like this. Obviously, this streak has been extremely successful, and they were able to accomplish a lot. But now the team, I think, can kind of just look at what made what made them win 18 games in a row, and more importantly, what forced them to lose uh, in game 19 and where they can improve. Kyle Korver, I think, I honestly think Kyle Korver said it best last night. Uh, he said that no one cares about the first half of the season; it's all everyone's looking toward the end of the season. And when you hear that, it's, yeah, it's true. Like, you can win 18 games in a row. That's great for playoff positioning. That's great for, you know, just overall win-loss record and things like that. But where in those 18 games can you get better? Because if the Bucks have played their best basketball of the season in December, they're not going anywhere in the postseason. But if they can look at an 18-game win streak and, lo- and learn where they can improve, then this team has a chance to make an actual run in the postseason. Tony, what do you remember? The Golden State Warriors winning 28 games or the Golden State Warriors, you know, losing in the finals? Uh, what were they, 73-9 and nine and didn't get a championship? Yeah. How many How many people remember that they were 73-9 and nine besides, like, a basketball nerd like me or you? Like, I, I know. It's like I just many. remember the Cavaliers winning the championship. Yeah, exactly. And because at the end of the day, how many people remember last year that the Bucks were a 60-win team and didn't lose back-to-back games all season? Uh, all I remember is they lost four straight and didn't look very competitive doing it. And the Warrior, or um, excuse me, the Raptors got the championship. So it's literally like it all sounds cliche when you talk to these players about you know it all depends on what happens in the postseason or what happens after. But that's true. Like and in literally any sport, like it literally all depends on what happens when who's hoisting what trophy. And that's all these guys care about, and that's all they should care about. Now, I know losing, no one ever really wants to lose, but can this be a good thing for him? Like you're kind of alluding to, Giannis and Nakumbo had some comments after the game saying this will only make them better. Do you, do you buy into that? 100% agree. I think any time that your back's up against the wall or any time, literally in life, any time you fail at something, right, like there are things you can take out of it to make yourself better the next time around. So the Bucks are going to look at last night's tape and realize we did a horrible job with help side defense uh, when we ran a shooter off the three-point line. And you could see it, whether it was Tim Hardaway Jr. or Seth Curry, their mid-range game, which is kind of a lost art in the NBA, was there last night because the Bucks would run them off the line and no one would, no one would step up and contest shots. Uh, and I think you can look at that, that part of the film. You can look at just some of the overall sloppiness on the offensive side. A lot of this has to do with Bledsoe being out, by the way. Yeah. But you can look at so many things like that and be like, all right, we need to get better here, we need to get better there, and I think it was George Hill last night told us uh, over the 18-game streak, he thinks there was two or three games that they actually played complete basketball. And if you look at the streak, 
in itself, there were games where they blew out bad teams. You kind of just take those for whatever. But there are games where they gave up 20-point leads or they struggled with execution at the end or they were shot poorly from the free-throw line or let teams shoot 35-40% from the three-point line. Like There are a lot of things like that in any loss that you can take out and be like, all right, we need to get better here because as good as Dallas is, I know they have the, best, uh, the highest-rated offense in the league. Some of those looks they were – uh, giving up last night, they would have lost to Charlotte. Yeah, like just like they were giving up wide open looks. Dude, and you just can't do that consistently. Did you think they were going to come back? Because that end of the fourth quarter, the Bucks were like putting up how many points they put up in like thirty seconds. I thought the Bucks maybe would have tied it and brought it in overtime. Did you? Was there any part of you last night thinking that they could do it? All right, so twice in the past week or so in the NBA, a player has called game, and they've gone on to lose the game. And last night, with like 36 seconds left, I think it was, Luka Doncic tweeted out, great team win. And I, and I screenshotted it because I was just like, all right, let's just say that this happened. Then all of a sudden, all this craziness happens. I was like, oh, I'm about to put Luka on blast if the Bucks come back and win this thing. But, the, you know, obviously the, the Mavs held on, but... You know, the NBA is weird like that. You know, one missed free throw and a three the other way or an and one like Giannis had the other way, and you're right back in a ball game. So much credit to the Bucks, honestly, just for not giving up on that one because there were points with a minute to go where I was ready just to close the computer, stop taking yeah. notes, and uh, just watch them dribble that thing out. And they, they, there was no give up in them. What was your favorite memory of the 18-game win streak? I know we probably won't think much about it, you know, once the playoffs start, but what was your favorite memory in that 18-game win streak? Because you wrote a great uh, article at madcitysportsone.com loving, like, you know, have the best five. But what was your personal favorite? Per- personally, on the court, just being able to witness it live, 50 points and zero turnovers. And I look at zero turnovers as incredible. But for, to drop 50 and have zero turnovers, which Giannis did against the Utah Jazz, I want to say before their 12th win on the streak. But either way, 50 and zero. Like, that stat line was so unbelievably crazy to watch. Um that I don't think I'll ever forget that, but there was there was just so many moments like that along the way where Giannis is not taken for granted, but just kind of expected for him just to go out and have crazy nights like that. But I look at 50, 50 points and zero turnovers like you can't do that in two K. Like it, it it was literally <laughs> incredible to 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 watch how he how he dominated that one. It made it look so like last night his forty eight looked hard. When he dropped 50 and zero, it looked easy for him. And it's, it, it was really just one of those moments where I will never forget being in the arena for that one. Uh, visiting with our uh, Milwaukee guy, Tony Cartagena. So now you get to Thursday night, Tony, uh, Bucks lakers uh, Obviously, you know, the, the, the buildup will take care of itself now, but just kind of set the stage with, you know, the Lakers now having, you know, the, the best record. Uh, we'll see what they do tonight against Indiana. And, you know, a lot of people thinking this could be what the NBA Finals ultimately is come June. Like, how, how big of a matchup is this in December for, for the Bucks? Uh, if I'm a player in the locker room, it's another regular season game, right? Like that's what they're trying to say. If I am looking at this game as a measuring stick for the Bucks, I look at it just how we looked at the Clippers visiting a couple weeks ago. Maybe that was just last week, but it's one of those where let's see how this team. Because you look at all right, look at looking at this streak, they played some bad teams. Like we can just admit that they played some really bad teams, uh, and that's why. And they should have won you know, near the amount of games that they did. The Lakers are a very good team, if not the best team in the NBA. And it's going to be a measuring stick. How can Giannis play against two of the top five players in the league? And then if you're a fan of this, if you're a fan of basketball, you got three of the top five players in the world on the court. That's on crazy. Thursday, on Thursday night. Like, that's incredible. I'm trying to think of a time where that has happened before and probably like the Cavs-Warriors finals. You know, when you have LeBron, KD, and Steph, guys like that on the court. But this doesn't happen often. Uh, three of the top, and I would rate them three of the top five players in the world. And it's going to be electric so from the fans to what happens on the court. But I'm really curious to see how Giannis matches up against some of the defensive schemes that LeBron is obviously savvy enough to put together. But Anthony Davis being one of the best defensive players yeah, in the NBA. Like who, gets, who covers Anthony Davis? Who covers LeBron? Who like I know Giannis can do a lot of things, but who who's on AD when someone else is on LeBron? I think you're going to put Middleton on LeBron, or you're going to throw a couple different guys at him. Um, obviously, strong with the help side, and you're going to put Giannis on AD, and those two will just will just go at it. And you got to hope that he stays out of foul trouble in that one too, just from a 
needing to be on the floor. But they get a couple days off before they're in round two, which I think will help, will help Milwaukee. But defensively, those matchups are going to be really interesting. And Brooke Lopez in the paint, he'll have a ton of help. Um, or he'll be a huge help with, with Anthony Davis because Davis obviously does a ton of damage down low. And you got Lopez and Giannis down there with AD. Like, just get ready for one heck of a matchup. I, I, I don't know if there's a regular season game that'll be more exciting than, than the one we're going to see here on Thursday. Tony, hey, um, a, real quick, I, I have an idea of how do you to maybe slow down the Lakers a little bit. Um, you got to go through Dwight Howard. If you can get to Dwight Howard's locker before the game, I remember reading an article, he ate 24 candy bars a day. Hell so if you yeah. can just go put some candy in front of Dwight's locker, I think it might distract him <laughs> enough to you know maybe slow down the Lakers a little bit. I think yeah, because he gave it up right now. Yeah. He's in super great shape. Twenty-four and bars a day. <laughs> Maybe his workout called for lots of peanuts, like in the Snickers bar or something. Get that protein. I, there, yeah. There's no defending that. I have no. That's gross. By the way, I would yeah. feel like I, I feel, feel like I get diabetes on the spot. Yeah, yeah. He probably has a case of the sugar if that's. Uh, if oh, that's he says he listens. Skittles, Starburst, Rollo, Snickers, Mar Bars, Twizzlers, Almond Joys, Kit Kats, mm. and Reese's Pieces. Those are his favorites. So just sprinkle them around the locker room. At least he has good taste in candy, honestly. I was going to say, like, I can't really list, argue with any of those choices. Yeah, yeah, that list, that list was pretty good. I haven't had a Rolo in a long time. <laughs> no, hey. I feel like Rolos were always the toss-away. Hey, uh, Tony, before we let you go, uh, give us uh, your best minute summation on Avisel Garcia. I ended up going down the YouTube uh, scouting, you know, what people do for the NFL draft. Uh, I ended up checking that out last night. And dude has a cannon. I know he hits like 272 or 273 for his career, and 20 home runs, 73 RBI last year for the Rays. But I went, I saw, I ended up finding this uh, YouTube mixtape of just outfield assists and throws from the outfield last year, like balls that would get by him or that he would help cover for uh, with the center fielder, where he could just kind of turn on a dime and rocket this thing into second base and. It was kind of fun to watch. So I look at that as like everyone's talking about his bat, but in just my very brief, you know, three minute, 30 second YouTube scouting reports, which I know is very beneficial to all listening, uh, he's got a cannon. So I'm kind of excited to see him in the outfield for Milwaukee next season. Uh, should be fun. We'll uh, we'll visit with you uh, Thursday. Uh, we talk some Bucks Lakers, my man. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tony. There he is, Tony Cartagena, our Bucks uh, insider. We'll be putting up a lot of articles on uh, Milwaukee. And the Lakers and uh, Avisel. What a name. Avisel? Did I get that right, Nelson? I just call him Avi. Avi? That's what they all call him. Avi? I was watching highlights. Avi Garcia. He was coming up with uh, the Tigers. They used to call him Baby Miggy. Baby Miggy? Okay. I like Avi. 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 It's former Badger fullback Matt Bernstein Tuesdays with Bernie. Yo, Bernie, what up? Yo, what up, guys? All right, Bernie, we got we to gotta get this right out of the blocks because as a former Wisconsin resident that you are, I'm sure you know that Rose Bowl gear and, like, white tennis shoes and, like, Levi jeans are required wardrobes for, like, any male over 35 years old in Wisconsin. Um, so we had a Twitter poll today. Our, you know, our Rose Bowl shirt's going to be making a comeback around the Christmas tree. We wanted to know how many, if any, pieces. I know you didn't play in it, but you're still obviously a former player involved with the university. How many pieces of clothing do you own that has a Rose Bowl logo or reference to a game on it? At this point in my life, because I'm so depressed about not going, none. Oh, oh that's what I thought. Man. I said that. You, I didn't think you'd have any. I said you'd have like three or five. Now, along, when I went to the TCU game, I had like twenty things, but I had to, I had to get rid of them, man. It's it's very depressing. Is it is it one of those things when you get a girl in your life, all of a sudden she's like, well, you can't have this anymore, you can't have that anymore? Did Allie make you throw them away? No, no, I I just couldn't rock something that I wasn't a part of. Oh, gotcha. It's so hard to say that, but it's so true. Bernie, I saw something really funny on Twitter last week. It was uh, I saw Scary Alvarez. It was a parody Barry Alvarez account. They said if you give the ball to one person, who would it be? And it was the poll options were Ron Dane, Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, I think, and then Bernie, you, Matt Bernstein. Yeah. And you said, I would give it to myself, Matt Bernstein. <laughs> I love the I love the balls, dude. <laughs> to be honest, if I had Ron Dane behind me, I'd probably give it to him. But I still believe that I'd get almost every first down, no matter what. And if it's in a huge game, 
give it to me. And, but I, first off, you ever, that guy is hilarious. Yeah. Gary Alvarez. Yeah. I, everything I read from him, I'm just hysterically laughing. Bernie, I mean, if, if you're on the poll, you have to vote for yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, then who else is going to believe in you? Right, right. I think I came in second. You did come in second. You beat Jonathan Taylor and Melvin Gordon. Listen, it's a great company. But yeah, hey, listen, man, number two, baby. <laughs> and we won the and we won like the low man trophy. Every fullback ever at Wisconsin, I feel like won it. So let me ask you this: I'm visiting with former Badger fullback Matt Bernstein. Uh, so you're not uh, wearing Rose Bowl gear. Uh, will you be attending this year's Rose Bowl? Because we were asking this question, you know, like obviously the the, the 90s Rose Bowls, the first one, 94, it, it's still, to me, the greatest sports accomplishment in Wisconsin. I mean, the whole damn state went. 99, it was still relatively new. By the time, you know, you got to TCU, Oregon, Stanford again, it had kind of been played out. I feel like the TCU game, because it was 11-year gap, Bernie, a lot of people went to that. You've got a seven-year gap this time. Are you going and or do you think there'll be like a renaissance for this Rose Bowl because it's been almost a decade? I will not be going only because I cannot afford to go <laughs> pre-wedding. However, oh, I yeah. think a lot of people will be going. Yeah, I Bernie, think we have a fantastic presence in California. When's your wedding? In February, right? Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be tough to pull. January Rose Bowl, then wedding in February. Ugh. I mean, if I went to the Rose Bowl, there probably wouldn't be a wedding. In Couldn't you guys elope at the Rose Bowl? That yeah. Ooh. I mean, Vegas is a four-hour drive from LA, Bernie. Just saying, I'll drive. I should, call, I should call Scary Alvarez, the actual Scary Alvarez, and see if I can get a get married on the field. Yeah, you got some pull, Bernie. You've been hanging out with him in New York a few times, so why not do it at Pasadena? Yeah, great idea, guys. Will Allie call. check off on that though? <laughs> Today. Yeah, yeah. Call, call your bride to be say, honey, that beautiful, you know, fairy tale wedding, it's out the window. We're getting married at the 50 yard line at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena on January 1st. Pack your bubble gum, let's go. By the way, if she says no to that, I don't, you know, this. You got to rethink some things. <laughs> We're going to have to rethink the whole thing. You yeah, know? That, that whole to death do us part starting to sound like a little bit of, uh, you know, a, 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 a bit extreme. of an extreme. Yeah. Until the Rose Bowl dude does his part. Until <laughs> <laughs> Badger football does so, his part. Bernie, what's it like? I mean, when you got a bowl game coming up, what's going when you got a little break? Like, what are you doing in preparation for a bowl game? Uh, well, I, I we always I always went home for a week to take to just chill and not do football. Yeah. Because um, pretty much all you do is football. And then when you get back here, you got finals. But no, you know it's funny. At least when I was there, nobody cared about the finals because you're in a bowl game. <laughs> so. You're trying to keep practicing, you're working out, you're getting healthy, as healthy as possible, and then you go and do your homework. So I, I know what you guys are going through. The end of the year is tough, um, but January 1 gives them a little bit more time to pretty much focus on hopefully their academics. But dude, it, hopefully. It's, uh, it's, a, it's great. You know, it's, a, it's exciting times. And going to California and having that trip paid for, let me tell you, there is nothing better. What's your body feel like at the end of the season? You know, before a bowl game, like what did you go like just run through the gauntlet? You feel like you went through a meat grinder? Yeah, it feels like you should be pushed around by the cheerleaders in a in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Okay, Bernie, I don't know if we asked you this or not. So I had this uh, sent to me the other day. This is the lift the list of bowl swag um, for every okay. game. I got to get so the the Rose Bowl. I mean, look, they call it the granddaddy of them all, right? So does this does this to you? fit the definition of granddaddy of them all a fossil watch a ogo backpack and a new era snapback adjustable hat i mean that's not bad a fossil but then watch I, was like 2000 but then i look at the citrus bowl where a lot of people thought wisconsin would have and maybe even should have ended up uh a 400 dollar best buy gift card a watch and a herschel backpack I mean, I feel like the Citrus Bowl is just uh, putting the Rose Bowl to shame here. A $400 gift card? $400 Best Buy gift card and a backpack and a watch. I would have sold that online for $500. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get anything cool in your bowl games? And what did you get? What was the best swag you got? I'm sure you went to a bowl game every year. What what was the best thing you got? Like when when technology was starting to figure out that it could be technology, one year we got – we got a CD player that played data CDs. Do you remember those? What CD? So like oh. you, could put, you could put 150 songs on a CD instead of 12. 
Oh yeah, I remember those. That was like you a got, flash like, in the pan. iPod ever. It was huge. Yeah, it's a big brick. It never broke though. Some homeless dude stole mine, broke into my house, and st- I wanted to give it to my kids if I ever had any. I had this the like, sixty gig iPod. It was a huge brick. I was like, I'm gonna t- pass this down to generation. Some homeless dude stole it from me. You know what? It, we the swag was not fantastic. We got like those jumpsuits that were ridiculous. Um, I don't. You know what? I I don't remember a Fossil watch is kind of cool, but where's like my Xbox? Whatever is up to date now. Where's my PlayStation 7? <laughs> I know. I want the future stuff. Yeah, come on. Uh, Nagy was talking about how they got these, like, leather jackets that were, like, cool in 1992. <laughs> but you know what, though? Ebo, you have a cool jacket for games. That will come back. True. That's what I told Nagy. I'm like, yeah, it's all cyclical. The fashion will come back. You never got a cool, like, what's wrong with a jumpsuit? You said you got jumpsuits. Yeah, but they, after... Ten years, they just start drooping and falling apart. I feel like if you're in New York, everyone's got a jumpsuit. Everyone used to have one. You should never wear a jumpsuit again. <laughs> what do you like, Run DMC? Unless you're Run DMC or the Jabberwockies. The Jabberwockies, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, never but, wear a jumpsuit again. Uh, so were you like, you know, how, how big a deal is that then, Bernie? Because you know, you always see like, you know, players after games. Did did you want to be, you know, in case you got on the camera? Did, did you go like, you know, full like mock turtleneck sweater? Did you go like the uh, the unbuttoned shirt with like the blazer, or did you put on like, you know, a badger badger red? You know, you just put on like a, a track suit and like you're always, you know, chill and cool. Like, what was the 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 Matt Bernstein post game attire? The post-game attire was whatever terrible suit I put on pre-game. <laughs> they didn't pay for our suits at this point, so, I, you know, like, you went to, like, the bargain bin to pay for your own suit, and it looked like, you know, I got a shirt that my neck didn't fit in, my tie was a bit atrocious, but then you had guys who dressed up real nice, who looked spectacular, and then you had me, like, in different color pants and top. I, I mean, I legitimately hated putting on a suit, so then I just put it on to make myself look like a complete idiot. And then um, when we got off the bus, we used to pull all the way up to the locker room pretty much or to the McLean Center. For five steps, Coach Huber made us take off our, our uh, headphones. For five steps. He said it was trashy. <laughs> and now you watch guys get off the bus. They all look good in dapper suits. They're wearing headphones. And they all got like headphone sponsorships. Or I guess yeah. that's the pros anyways. Bernie, we have a question here on Twitter. Uh, the King RXX says, Bernstein, would you rather get married at the Rose Bowl or MetLife Stadium halftime of a Jets game? Is that a joke? I'd rather get married at the Rose Bowl. What are the Jets? <laughs> the Jets are, uh, that's where marriages go to fail, is a Jets game. <laughs> By the way, did the Jets play this weekend? Uh, yeah, they got two more games. Uh, good news for you. They can, they, can, they can bump up that draft stock, Bernie. You know, this was the <laughs> week last year. Uh, week 16, where the Packers played the Jets, and Packer fans were genuinely mad because the Packers won the game, uh, and Packer fans wanted them to tank because they're out of the playoffs. And we were saying, you never apologize for the win. See, the Jets, you're you're at home against the Steelers, who are in a fight, Bernie, for the final wild card spot. So you could ruin Pittsburgh Steel Curtain Nation season if you can rise up and beat the Steelers. You would eliminate the Steelers, Bernie, from the playoffs on Sunday with a win. Wow, I would rather <laughs> wow. the Jets lose. <laughs> they got killed on Thursday last week. Yeah, I got some flack for taking the Jets plus 16 and a half. So well, you know, it's the Ravens. They're probably the best team in the we're, NFL. We're not going to talk about that. Well, I'll leave you with this, Bernie. Back to the, the bowl stuff. I, I guess the goal should have been for you to ever make a Fiesta Bowl because it's sponsored by PlayStation. So, of course, the gift package includes a PS4. So, you know, th- Dude, those dudes I are living that. I mean, you get a PS4 for playing in the Fiesta Bowl this year. Listen, I'm all about gift cards. Let me buy what I want. You don't know me, Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> I might be an Xbox fan. Although Dude, they I, got I PS5 would... coming out sooner than later. That thing's going to be like $600. I'd rather get to a bowl I... game and get it for free. Give me an iPhone 8 Plus. Yeah, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, Bernie, we'll miss you out in, uh, in L.A. If, if, you can, if you can convince the wife, uh, Pastor Miller and uh, the Don... Uh, can preside over the uh, the Bernstein wedding at, uh, at at the Rose Bowl. I'll throw you one hell of an impromptu bachelor party out in L.A. If you, if you can make it out there. 
Listen, I don't know what it would cost to have Barry officiate and Bucky be my ring bearer, but that is a dream come true. Dude, Barry that. officiates, Bucky's your ring bearer. That would be lit, dude. How could any woman say no to that? I don't. And Coach Chris is my best man. I mean, come oh, on. I don't know if you'd want to give him, him to give a speech, though, would you? But how good is he'd appreciate? I'd appreciate you a lot, though. So that'd be nice. How good is his 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 black tie optional? Will be like one of these ridiculous holiday. Uh, bulk sweatshirts that I I need that in my yeah. life. And Brett Bielmo would be the caterer. <laughs> no, you need, he'd eat all the food. What Can you, you imagine the spread? You'd have hamburgers and pizza and chicken wings and meatballs, and <laughs> you know you'd have a, a lifetime supply of Jack Daniels. Can you imagine Bielma Brett Bielma catering? Just a, there's there's no veggie option. <laughs> there's no no. There's no we're, we're having an appetizer. It's a five course meal of meat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's in. All right. We'll tell. We'll pa- do you want us to pass along the message to your wife or your fiance, or do you want to? Let me. Let me break that to her. Okay. Pretty slowly. If she needs yeah. to talk to anyone about event planning, we're here. Six away. Three twenty. Sixteen seventy. Don't call. I'll have yeah. her get on the radio and talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you know, and, and Gary Anderson can be the moving company. Oh, his invite got lost in the mail. His invite got lost in the mail. Thank you, Bernie. <laughs> I love you guys. Bye. See you, buddy. <laughs> we got to. I mean, I we have just, a future wedding planning. Uh, if if Bernstein can't pull this off, I might have to take one for the team. I might have to get married again. 